0: What's God's will for my life? How do I hear God's voice? These are some of the common questions that many of us Christians are often asking today. Hey friends, welcome back to Unfolding Truth Podcast. We are your hosts, Kat and Erica. We're so glad that you're here. Today we're talking about the common Christian myths. What's God's will for our lives? How do we hear God's voice? And we're just going to just dive into the things that we easily overlook. And I'm going to just jump right in.
1: Yeah.
0: A lot of what we're talking about today comes from the Maven Parent Podcast where Brett did a sermon about how do you, he talked about unconventional ways that we hear God's. He talked about traditional ways, but he shared this super bomb story about he when he was a, sem- he was a seminary student at Biola University mm-hmm. here in Southern California. And one day he, you know, got to the campus and there was a guy named Tori who was sitting outside kind of looking down and sad. And he said, Tori is typically like a very it's upbeat, upbeat yeah. joyful person. And he's like, hey, what's wrong? So Tori goes into the story about how he, you know, he was he was talking with a guy uh, a stranger guy approached him and was yeah it was just a conversation conversation. about his story and this guy just began to share about some of the hurts that he had experienced within the church Mm -hmm. and he uh Tori thought it was just a really a good opportunity for him to minister and encourage so about an hour into the conversation this stranger guy asked Tori he said hey would you trust me with your backpack? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to build my trust with First of all, that's weird because you would think it you would think it would be the other way around, mm. right? I'm I'm trying to trust church people more or trust the oh, God yeah, yeah, yeah. in church people. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it be, I don't know. I just felt like there was some confusion. So anyways, this stranger guy asked Tori to, to give him his yeah, backpack. because Tori to
1: give him his backpack. Yeah.
0: Tori give him his backpack and he's going to come back. He's going to leave and then come back. In an hour. In an hour. And they would meet back at Biola's campuses. So Tori does it. He agrees to do that. So the stranger guy leaves with his backpack an hour passes and this guy does not come back. Mm-hmm. And so Brett asked Tori, well, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. He said he was very empathetic, compassionate about, you know, just his situation. But he's just like, why did you, why did you do that? Right. To which Tori responds that he felt God leading him to do that. He mm-hmm. felt like he needed to trust God with this. Mm-hmm. Long story short, Tori... In his backpack has his wallets, Mm -hmm. his books, and I want to say he uh, had maybe, so the guy wipes out his bank account, and I want to say he might have had only thousands for his his tuition left in this account, and the guy wipes it out, Mm -hmm. and so he does this because he feels led to do it, he Mm -hmm. does this because he felt felt the sense that God was telling him to do it, and so my question to you is, have you ever had a situation where you felt God leading you to do something and the situation didn't turn out the way you expected it.
1: Girl I mean, I feel like we all have these stories and they're very embarrassing, just like Tori's story. You know what well I done. mean? Like, you just think like, and and this is what we've been taught. You know yep. what I mean? That, oh, God is, you know, what is God leading you to do? Yeah. Um, these are things that, phrases that we hear often. And I feel like I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, okay, God is leading me to, to start this. And, um... <laughs> What I'm done? Dang, I've had stories like this, so many stories like this, but um, I had a uh, a situation where I felt like because you know I'm a stay at- well newly working from home mom, um, but I was stay at home mom consistently for a couple years, and um, and I've always you know I've always desired to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, since before we got married, I desi- desired to stay at home with my kids and, um, you know, be able to create income for our family. That mm-hmm, is just mm-hmm. a supplement to what, you know, my husband brings in. And so I was just kind of looking, f- trying to find ways to do this. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I remember I was so fixated upon. Um, what is it? Uh, um, what like renting properties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you know what I mean? like, like oh, It's stay. like the Airbnb type of thing oh, wow. where everyone was doing that where they were um, getting a property and running it out yep, on Airbnb and it was like a it huge thing. Trained, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it still is mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. popular but mm-hmm. um, a couple, I would say maybe like a year and a half ago it was like booming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really was like feeling like this is what God was calling me to do and mm. um, I was like trying to take a course you know, people had all these courses And stuff, and um, my husband was just kind of like, "Yeah." um, What are we doing here? Yeah, like, what are we doing? Um, You know, how how realistic is this? I mean, I'm not saying that it's you know not realistic, but um, it's just like situations that we had where we're like, "Oh, I feel God leading me to do this," and then I was fixated on it for a couple months. I would say, Um, and then maybe about, I mean, now a year and a half later, I'm no longer even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But if that was God telling me to do that, why a year and a half later am I no longer thinking about this thing? Yeah, Because it wasn't. Yeah, (laughs) Um, And I've had multiple um, stories like that where I I feel like God is telling me to do this and leading me to do this. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the things that you hear when they tell you, oh, well, if it's God, you know, it's not going to go away. That's Mm. another thing that I would hear. Mm. It's not going to go away. It's going to, you know, you're going to dream about it and Mm. all these different things. And Mm. so, like I said, for a few months, like I was, I was fixated upon this as it wasn't going away. You know what I mean? But here I am, year and a half later and it's gone. I don't have Mm -hmm. this desire Mm. to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I've, I've definitely had, you know, multiple situations where I felt like this is what God is calling me to do. And, you know, months later, year later, it's no longer a desire of mine, yeah. so it's like if that was what God was calling you to do, then why is it now gone, or why are yeah. you no longer doing, doing it. it? You know, <laughs> like when He tells us to do something, that's now a command, right yep, yep, but I'm not doing it, so yeah yeah,
0: yeah i have I feel like I got a lot of stories, yeah, two come to mind. I remember it was i twenty maybe twenty twelve and I was a new Christian and um, I was in the fashion industry and I felt even after I got saved that this is, this is the call of God on my life. I, I just, I knew God wanted me to um, reach, because I had this thought, this recurring thought, this recurring thing mm-hmm. that I, uh, go and, and this recurring conviction that everybody wants to reach broken people. Nobody wants to reach the rich. And so because I was called to the fashion industry, essentially Hollywood and L.A., the all, where all of the people of influence and affluence are, are occupy, this is the call of God on my life. And I think it was shortly after maybe a year or two um, into the faith walk where um, God just began to show me, like, girl, this is you were what what are we doing here right what are we doing but i was persistent in it because again i ha- i felt this call I felt this burden but then fast forward to covid <laughs> um i i love stories i love hearing people's stories i love um i i'm i've always been very very curious of people's upbringings their life and how they got from you know, point A to point B. And, um, it's just been a thing of mine. And so I started this thing called, uh, what was it called? Her Story. Mm-hmm. And I was venturing out to, you know, I, to create a community and, um, I was going to have like a retreat and I, I had all the speakers lined up and I was ready. COVID hits, boom great, we got some opposition and, you know, we're struggling to, you know, keep it going because, you know, COVID happens. But then, you know, some of the restrictions were lifted and I had no excuse and I'm doing this thing. And because I felt like it was a really good thing to do. And it was a, you know, it went with, you know, some of like the the, the natural inclinations, natural desires, natural things that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And then I just stopped. And again, to, to your point, When we, and I love that he said that in that podcast, that if God told you, when we look at, when we look in scripture, when we look at uh, typically when God would speak to people, that, that then turned into a command. Mm -hmm. I mean, we get the the first person that comes to mind is Moses, Mm -hmm. you know, when God Mm -hmm. spoke to him, like out of that form, these commands, there's different stories. And so I'm like, okay, well, what happened? So, yeah, I, I, and, and one could say, well, maybe you just didn't, you know. Completed, or you know, maybe why'd you stop? And you know, we could reason in that way and think logically of like why I didn't keep going. But I said it in, I think, the maybe the first episode of like, yeah, it was a good idea. And essentially, yeah, it was a good idea. And that's why I did it. And that's the that's the heart of it. So mm-hmm. I can't put that on God and say that was God telling me mm-hmm. to do it. That was Erica's right. thoughts, Erica's desires, essentially. And I made a decision based off whatever reason to start something. But for me to be like, no, God told me to do it. Right. You know, I'd and be, I I'd be lying.
1: Yeah. And I just feel like... Sometimes, like, it's like, why do we always have to include God in it? Like, True. if you just want to do it, just say you want to do just it. Just say you want to do it. Like, why, why do we have to say, you know, oh, God told me to do yeah. this? Because then when it don't work out, mm-hmm. then people are looking like, didn't didn't God tell you to do no, that? No, making or? our God look bad. Right. Like, because we always throw him in there. Like, if you just want to do it, just say you yeah, want to do yeah, it. Like, yeah. you know, but I, I feel like we've been trained and, yeah. you know, groomed yep. to, oh, this is what God is calling me to do. Yeah. This is what he's leading me to do. Um, and I I recently, um, I'm not going to give too much information, but recently I heard a message mm-hmm. and um, she was preaching about like she was preaching to women, mm-hmm. and she was, you know, saying like, um, uh, "Do you get? Do you wake up? You know, and get your release in the morning and spend your time with God? Like, sorry. not in the car, or, you know." Your um, release? Sorry,
0: what? She. What yeah, does that mean? I, so I don't know
1: what the release was. Oh, okay. She just kept saying release. That get was the release. word. Release from God. Oh, okay. Like know? a download release. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So um, that was the term she kept using, mm. and she was like, "Did you, did you um, wake up and do that?" And she was, she was actually talking to mothers, not. Mm women she was talking to mothers mhm mm-hmm. and she was saying like um you know i get up every morning and i get my release and um you know i know what attack is um coming on my family because i got my release that morning and i'm not saying this is not accurate mm-hmm. i'm not saying she doesn't get you know really. insight from the lord mm-hmm. regarding things that can come up with her family yeah. i'm not saying that cuz i have yeah. i do feel like i have Heard God's yeah, voice, yeah. you know, like telling Absolutely. me to do something. Absolutely. I have specific examples Absolutely of that. that. Um, so I'm not saying God cannot do that, but every single day you get a release from God. He don't talk that much, I'm
0: just, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. He do in His word. He does. I kid, I kid. Well, I think because I think when that becomes our basis. Of how now we're now we're we're raising up Christians to look for a release. Mm -hmm. Because and but then if God doesn't speak through a release, now we question whether or not we hear from God. Mm -hmm. And I think think that's faulty because
1: it happened to me. Yeah. A lot. You're like, oh, I don't hear yeah, God like, Like, dang. God like what, what am I doing where I can't hear him? You know, maybe I need to fix this or maybe I need to fix that because I didn't get anything this yeah. morning yep. when I yep. woke up. You know, I, I, I prayed, I read, mm-hmm. I studied, but I didn't get a release mm-hmm. or a, you know, specific word mm-hmm. from God mm-hmm. this morning, mm-hmm. you know, regarding my day yeah. and how my yeah. day was going to pan out. Yeah. So yeah, it I, creates I, that.
0: It does. Um, I love, okay, in in the sermon from Brett Kunko or
1: Kunkel, yes, yes. He he talked
0: about, and I would love to hear, he talked about how, so one of the he 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 pointed out a couple of ways that we have traditionally been taught. How to hear from God, and I want to mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah, because first of all, I was offended. I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to throw um no because I'm like this is I've been taught I've been this, taught this. I, and and I've, I've lived this out yep. and these are the bases to which my decisions how exactly. I my, my decisions are informed or mm-hmm. how I, I make every day to make decisions. Make my decisions and
1: that's what, and so
0: it didn't it didn't feel good right. listening to this sermon right. because I'm like yo what no like you're you're off you're making
1: decisions based off of these guidelines yeah. that we've been taught yeah. and if I don't receive yep. those things that I've then been taught question. then we question am I making the right decision yeah um and we can be led into the wrong conclusions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of these guidelines that we've been taught so what was one of them that stood out to you the most the
0: most the peace one
1: okay mine too oh because I remember sitting in my car and I was at Cal State Long Beach and I was like I used to sit in my car and like wait in between classes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I remember sitting in my car I don't remember what the situation Mm -hmm. was but I remember talking to a friend on the phone and I was telling she was like did you receive peace and i was like yeah i'm just like waiting on you know the peace of god you know for this you know um situation and his peace receiving that peace is gonna confirm my decision like i specifically remember a moment like that
0: yep the peace one Mm -hmm. but then because uh, yeah again like to i mean every mostly every decision we're always asking well do I have a piece about it mm-hmm. I remember 2018 being laid off from my job and sitting in that office signing you know the exit paperwork mm-hmm. and the severance paperwork and having such a piece about it mm-hmm. and then there are moments where I'm a couple years ago I get Um, I have to get these fibroids removed and have no peace about it because Mm. I'm like, I've never had a major surgery Mm. at all. I don't have a peace. I was up until the very moment like the the medication kicked in. Your girl just was I was unsettled. Yeah. The fast forward, most people know that surgery went so good, you Mm -hmm. know, and plus also have trust issues with big pharma and, you know, all of (laughs) those things. But that surgery went so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, your girl is healthy and I had no peace about it. But the thing about what he said about that piece that really drove it home for me was the difference between subjective peace Mm. versus objective peace, right? So subjective peace is more based off of a feeling Mm -hmm. versus in scripture. When we see objective peace, like Jesus, I mean, there's, there's scriptures that says, I'm, I'm going to give you peace. Mm -hmm. And we know through, through experience, we know through the reading of scripture that that peace that God gives us—it don't matter what is happening. I think He used um, what was it? Jesus going into the wilderness, or yeah, He yeah, used Jesus, he, or no, that he was something Jesus didn't have. Led, yeah. Oh, that was the lead one. He, mm-hmm. Jesus was led into the wilderness, but he, I, I, but the this idea. I of, mean,
1: I I do think of Jesus. I think of uh, when he there was probably the wasn't any peace. He the scripture says he was literally uh, uh, sweating, sweating blood. blood. You think he was peaceful? There was no peace. Peace peace in that moment, like no. But essentially,
0: he gets to go on to save all of humanity, peace or no peace.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's that subjective and objective peace that you're Mm -hmm. talking about. Like, I didn't. I don't think he had that subjective peace where Mm -hmm. you know he had this feeling of peace because if he did, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have been sweating. Blood. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he yeah. had this objective piece that Scripture talks about, yeah, yeah. where he uh, Brett used the example of um, uh, two countries or yep. um, oh yeah yeah you yeah, know battling in a yeah. war, yeah. Yeah. and um, they decide to you know what mm-hmm. is it like a uh, call call yeah. um, kind of like surrender. They both decide to surrender. Yeah. He's like, there's that means that there is now peace. Mm-hmm. They may mm-hmm. not necessarily. Feel peace, but, but there was now a, there is peace okay. because there's no longer a war happening. Yep, yep. Um. And so that was the objective piece that yeah. he was kind of talking about, and I love yeah. that analogy, yep. um, of it.
0: Yeah. I think the so the peace one it, it it really messed me up, but the lead one messed with my theology. The both they both messed with my theology, but that lead one. Yes, and he was uh, the the scripture is it Romans, where. Romans, where, yeah. yep, the passage speaks of the spirits leading us, mm-hmm. so we would and i would, I probably have used that scripture of like, you this is how it, we are We've as Christians, we are led, led God leads us. there is a there's a specific leading mm-hmm. there's but the
1: direction the
0: more you. You know I mean when you learn you 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 Bible college you learn just in your due diligence of the scripture of studying that you never cherry pick the bible you never take a scripture and just apply it to your life immediately that is a mishandling mm-hmm. of of theology it's a, bad it's, a it's bad hermeneutics yeah. it's it's yeah it's just not good and so yeah. what we do is we take that scripture in Romans where it says those who are led by the spirit and we say see this is how, this is mm-hmm. why this is how I know that God leads us. But this mm-hmm. passage is talking about the Spirit's leading, the, God's Holy Spirit leading us away from sinful activity and into a confidence in our relationship with God as Father. So the Holy Spirit. So, when we use that, like the leading, yeah, that
1: context is talking about, and I think about how we
0: lead our lives or God leading us into some type of you know plan or Mm -hmm, purpose for mm -hmm. our lives. He's specifically talking about sin in the scripture. And
1: I think I don't have the scripture up. Do you have which one? Is it Romans? Romans 8? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he kind of even goes into if you continue reading, if you continue reading, that's what we got to do. Um, he talks about how, um, uh, how when we're led by the flesh, yep. we go into these different behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, things that are uh, unrighteous, mm-hmm. wicked um, behaviors. And so like, you know, like you were saying that when we are that in that context in Romans 8, it's talking about we are led by the spirit of okay. God. We're being led into... Um, Uh, Acts of righteousness through God's law. Yeah. So, like you said, it's not about a personal plan or a direction that we're going. It's it's literally just talking about us following God's law. Yeah.
0: And the whole point of Romans 8 is talking about it starts off with life in the spirit so you know it starts off with the famous verse of therefore there is no condemnation Mm -hmm. for those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death and then we go down to uh verses 12 where it's talking about you and I being heirs with Christ and it says this so then brothers who we who we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you, sorry, but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, then you will live. And then verse 14 says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. Mm-hmm. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. mm mm-hmm this whole context is how we live our lives according to God's spirit and not the flesh. So it's giving a, 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 it's comparing, it's compare and contrast. So Mm -hmm. it's comparing the life of Of the person that lives according to the flesh versus the life of a person that lives according to God's spirit. If Mm -hmm. we live according to, you know, our sinful nature, our, the deeds, then there's death. But if we live according to God's, spirit, then we're essentially sons and daughters of God. Yes. And so we're 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 when we live our lives in that way, right standing before the Lord, then we are called those that are led by God's spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. That explanation was so good because <laughs> You know, I mean, you just summed it up. It's the contrasting, the difference between those who live their lives according to the flesh and those who live their lives according to the spirit. It's not a directional. God is leading me here. No, he He gives it to us in in the word. Like, this is what it looks like to walk with the spirit. Mm -hmm, And that's mm -hmm. um, uh, acts of of righteousness and the moral law that he kind of gives us, the boundaries that he gives us. Yep, Because our fruit is different, right? Yep. And so that's more so what it's talking about. It's not a, Oh, God told me to, you know, take this job. And, you know, it's, it's not even about that.
0: Yeah. I laugh because, um, we, the church have done others such a disservice. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking of this post and, you know, I've been, I've been on this kick of like good intentions are not enough. Mm. I I think good intentions lead people astray. Good intentions lead people in deception. And I'm, guilty of having good intentions and I'm thinking of this post that I posted um I don't know maybe 2014 so you know as a new believer you have a lot of zeal you have a lot of passion but then you also you know you learn from those that you're around and I, I have this post that I posted about uh God's plan and I was just talking about just the process that God takes us through how you know there is a specific plan that God has for everybody okay, I got a lot of thoughts for everyone's life. And I just went in and ham on this whole idea of there is a specific plan laid out for every single individual by God. And um we've done people a disservice by telling them that. I mean everybody
1: uses that scripture from Jeremiah. Jeremiah yes, twenty nine eleven. Jeremiah twenty
0: nine eleven for I know the, <laughs> the plans, plans that I have, I have for you. you.
1: They always use that scripture, and that is totally out of context too. But.
0: yeah, that's uh, very out of context because yeah. if you knew the plan that he had for them, it was actually leading them into <laughs> exile, I believe. Yeah. So those th- you don't want those plans. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but that's a whole nother. Um. Yeah. I-, I just think we've done people we've done people a disservice by that teaching of mm-hmm. a specific plan because we failed to recognize that there is a larger plan that God has for mm-hmm. all of humanity. Yeah. The whole point of the Bible wasn't so that God could give us these special unique plans that he has laid out for us, but because there the, the sin came and God wanted to rescue and redeem all of humanity for his glory. And yeah. that that's the larger picture of what God So when we approach Purpose and you know, God's plan for our lives, we never consider the fact that what's God's. Overall, will mm-hmm. we often and he says it in the podcast? We often go, "Well, what's my, God's will for, for my, my life? life?" Yeah, and what a selfish gospel! Right, what a selfish gospel that we want to just see what God has for me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's fully wrong, you know, and I'm not trying to come because we've all done it. All but at the same David time, yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm, not, done. I'm, I'm
0: done. We <laughs> <laughs> not the David. I'm Everybody want to be David. Everybody want to be Moses. Right. I'm Paul. Everybody wanna be I mean, my God, <laughs> nobody won't be like Jesus though. But I mean anyway. Um but no, we just I I just think, man, like can we talk about this idea of why we have taught that God has a specific plan. Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And I we may not be able to pinpoint the exact origin of where it came from, but we just completely we don't consider God's overall plan in any of this. Like, mm-hmm. well, cause even when you there because and and two, and I I haven't studied this in a while, but I, I think when you do look in scriptures, there is, I'm thinking Jeremiah specifically, you see, um, you see uh, God's um, what is what am I trying to say? Hit like initial call. Mm-hmm. There's an initial call, mm-hmm. and there's other stories. There's an initial call, but then there is a very specific call. Maybe not specific, but there then there's there's a more detailed. Call, mm-hmm. maybe detailed might be a better way to put it. There's a detailed call for Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. so and again, I haven't studied this in so long, but then we but we see that initial call and and I think the the reason why I point that out is because we get saved and then we immediately go into, what's my call? Mm-hmm. What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. What God I got for me like mm-hmm. what 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 does God wants to do to use my life? Mm-hmm. And we never be like, okay, what's the whole point of this?
1: Yeah,
0: and it's prob and this is why we have people struggling with their relationships with God struggling to think that they hear from God because it, everyone
1: the teaching, tends yeah. to
0: um specify what God like God gives me a release God mm-hmm. gives me a call God mm-hmm. speaks to me specifically mm-hmm. um but and a,
1: like you know like we said earlier we're not saying that God does not speak to you specifically yes. we are the not. balance
0: of this is that he does yes there are, there there are some of us who yeah. are I mean I have dreams you know mm-hmm. I am a seer mm-hmm. so it, it, and that's and I love that balance that he brought to it because God does speak supernaturally
1: absolutely but it's not all the time every time every morning every day we're not getting a yes like no <laughs> every day we are not getting a specific word from God. Yes, he does speak to us um, in different ways. He does, like you said, he speaks supernaturally. But it's not like that all the time, every single day. Mm -hmm. We don't need it for everyday decisions. Like, I think sometimes we... We overcomplicate things. Agreed. Um and I think I, I think that God gives us more freedom yeah. than we think. Like yes. when we put God in these boxes, like, oh well he has to do this yes. and he has to, it, it feels like um, like caged, you know yeah. what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't yeah. give us freedom to um, yeah you know, just think like, I mean, it doesn't give us freedom to think like, we think we have to just sit and okay, God, you know, what am I doing next? Like, no, like he gave you a brain, you know, like he gave you a conscious and God does give us boundaries, but he gives us freedom within those boundaries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so my thoughts kind of go to the garden. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I, I, when I think about that, like, yes, God gives us boundaries, but he also gives us freedom within those boundaries. Yes. And so I go to Genesis two and I think about Adam yep. and I think about how, uh, God gave Adam the freedom to name the animals. Yeah. He didn't tell him, okay, Aunt Adam sit there and ask me for what this name is going to be. Yeah. No, he gave him boundaries and then he gave Adam the freedom mm-hmm. to think. Yeah. And so I'm just going to go, uh, to Genesis two, um, Genesis two, verse 16 says, and the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Yeah. Boundaries. He's giving him instructions, yet he gives him freedom within those boundaries and within those instructions. I'm going to bring you something, and you go ahead. Whatever you name these things, that's what it. That's that's going to be the name. Yeah. You know, we just make things so much deeper and so much more complicated. And I just think that there's more freedom that God gives us, and Mm we we kind of like 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 the Israelites like they try and go back to bondage like we try and mm-hmm. bring ourselves back to bondage when God has given us even in chapter 8 that mm-hmm. you were just reading mm-hmm. in Romans mm-hmm. it says that we have freedom yeah
0: yeah I'll never forget <laughs> sitting in Bible college after we have went through we did a whole uh, survey of Romans at the very end he says now go do whatever you want and I he pointed that in the scripture I'm like well, do what mm-hmm. it I'm like that makes no sense but because like you said in, in Romans after when he wraps it up like we're led or essentially those who are led by the spirit mm-hmm. essentially god's saying now go right do within the confines of my what moral will you. within the confines of the or the boundaries of the margin mm-hmm. that i give you but go do whatever you please to do
1: right right and, and, and that leads me to what Brett Kunkel was talking about. You guys should look him up, Brett Kunkel. Such a good um, I've posted him on my stories before. The Maven. I love, love, love their podcast. Um, but Brett Kunkel, he lists three things. Um, and how do we make everyday decisions? Yeah. How do we move about? These are the things that we've been taught. Now yeah. let's unlearn these things so and good. learn you know what does the Bible really say? Yeah. Um, and so the, number one is the moral will of God, mm-hmm. which we find in His Word. Yep. That's what we find through the Scripture, and God will never contradict His Word. Yeah. So if you know you're saying something that, uh, oh, God told me to do this, and mm-hmm. it contradicts mm-hmm. His Word, mm-hmm. go back to the Word. Yeah. He will never good. contradict His Word. Yeah. The second thing is finding wisdom, and how do we find wisdom? Through His Word, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd say you know throughout the whole yeah. Bible we can find wisdom, find wisdom. but yeah. you know specifically in uh, Proverbs. the Proverbs, the the Book of Wisdom, um, and then the th- he also wanna- too said
0: um, which I thought was oh, very practical, wise, yeah, 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 wise counsel. Wise go counsel. Go to another believer who is Maybe uh, another is. mature Christian yeah. mm-hmm. who is mature in their faith, and you go to them and yeah. you say, Hey, what do you think about this? Right. What this is what I. Uh, this is what I'm believing, or this is what I want to do, rather. Um, what do you think about it? And allow them to give you speak wise, it. speak yeah. into it, and give you Yeah, wise I mean,
1: Proverbs yeah. says it, that there is multitude. There is safety in the multitude Smooth of counselors. Counsel. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, so yes, wise counsel as well. Um, and then the third thing was consider your personal factors. Um, so good. I and, love that one. Yeah, I love this one because, like I said, it provides you with the amount I feel like it provides us with freedom. Yep. It gives us relief, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I think he had said, what well, is the second greatest commandment? Mm-hmm. Love, Love your neighbor mm-hmm. as yourself, mm-hmm. yourself. So there is a, a how did he say it? There's an appropriate amount of self-interest, mm-hmm. um, yep. which I thought was so yep. good. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can think about, my self-interest. There are things that I'm good at. There are things that I'm not good at. There are things that I like and that I don't like. And it's okay to consider those things because God did create us to be different from one another. So it's okay for you to consider your self-interest when Mm -hmm. making a decision. Um, And that's not selfish to do that. Of course, that is not your first leading. Again, there's a... (laughs) three step process. And the first one is God's moral will. Yeah. Second is find wisdom. And then the third is consider your personal interest. So um, and it's all within the boundaries of God's moral will um, yeah. and, and the wisdom that we find in, in his word yeah. and through wise counsel.
0: That's so good. And he he, he mentioned this quote from uh, a guy named J.I. Packer. He said, wrong ideas about God's guidance lead to wrong conclusions about the right thing to do Mm -hmm. so when we know how god guides us then we are able to discern what's the right thing that we can do you and i for our lives Mm -hmm. and that essentially helps us make those everyday uh decisions or yeah it helps us Mm in in everyday decision making when we know how god guides us yeah um sorry i just lost my train of thought
1: No, I think that's good. Um, I hope this conversation was freedom to you guys as it was to us. Um, I definitely have listened to this episode over and over um, because we have to be untrained. Like we've learned these things and this is how we've operated for years. And um, we have to unlearn these things and learn, you know, what 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 is accurate. Um, So we pray that this, um, episode really, um, gave you some freedom, gave you some relief and took you out of that, um, the confines of, of, of hearing that still small voice and receiving that, that peace Peace. from God. Um, you know, and so we just pray that this conversation was, was freeing and that it, that it helps you guys. Yeah, that's good.
0: Well, thank y'all for joining us of this episode of Unfolding Truth podcast with your amazing host, Kat and Erica. We, as always, we're going to say this every time, y'all. We want to know your thoughts. We yeah. Don't It doesn't matter what your thoughts are, your opinions, your insight. We want to know. So drop them in the comment yes. section. Share it with a friend. Uh, hit the bell notification so that you get notified every time we drop an episode. Yes. Until next time.
1: Yeah. I will forget I talk forget